0: okay good morning good afternoon or good evening everybody today is monday october 11th 2021 and Wow, do we have quite a bit to cover today. I did wait a little bit later in the day in order to sort of uh, gather more news, but again, we have things coming in from all over the world, so let's jump right into it. A magnitude 6.1 earthquake was uh, occurred just off the coast of Big Island, Hawaii. As of the time I'm recording this, this was roughly 24 hours ago. I don't know if anyone has died, if there have been any injuries or anything of the sort. With that being said, let's be quite honest with ourselves, folks. Hawaii, you know, volcanic eruptions, things like that, they have not been, I guess you could say, excluded from from the certain cases of quote-unquote natural events that have occurred over the last many many years now that's not to say that this was a pre-planned event but again let's let's seriously consider the the different options that we have uh at our disposal with respects to the controlling of the climate the controlling of of different uh, anomalistic or quote-unquote anomalistic occurrences around the world it makes you think right it's as long as no one was injured nobody was hurt uh again it's I don't want to say it's okay, but if this is the natural process of the planet, so be it for there to be some type of uh, earthquake, if this is something delivered to an experiment or what have you, again, there's not so much us on the surface can do about it, right? The next thing is that uh, Moderna won't share the recipe for its COVID-19 vaccine with others and will scale up their own production instead, according to the Associated Press big, big surprise there. I mean, don't, don't, don't get me started. And I think you folks don't even want to get started on that whole COVID train anyways, right? So the next thing is that Hillary Clinton says she will, quote, never be out of the game of politics, end quote, and claims democracy is at stake because of disinformation on the internet. She is one to talk. Don't even get me started, whether it's her just being a war hawk in general, whether it's her being a, a neocon or neoliberal, whatever you want to call it, with respects to, again, the disinformation that she pushed. I mean, in 2018, she, when she was going around making speeches and stuff, promoting her book, if I'm not mistaken, she said something along the lines of, you know, sources in Silicon Valley at high levels are, are telling me that the uh, amount of disinformation being sold is terrible, but not just that. It might be possible in in the 2020 elections that foreign adversaries could actually get into the actual software of the voting machines. Funny she says that. Trump brings up the whole thing that it's rigged, essentially comprising that of the same description Hillary did two years prior, and all of a sudden the mainstream media goes and attacks him. My point is this. Which one is it? It's neither, in in my opinion. These elites just go on the side that suits them at the current time. They're opportunists, right? Again, not necessarily a bad thing with respect to being an opportunist per se, but in the context of who these individuals are and what their overall agenda is, it's pretty depraved, pretty depraved. The next thing is that the Jackson statue in front of the White House was vandalized by protesters demanding Biden end all fossil fuel projects and declare a national climate emergency. Look, again, folks, for those that have been around for a while, you know me and my position. I don't necessarily say, hey, we got to take care of the, we got to be a, a, you know, a tree hugger, if you want to call it. No disrespect to those that really like the environment. I do as well, too. But... But at the same time, I do think businesses should proceed. I do believe that people need to make money. And if you're going to transition to something, it again, it it should be done over the prolonged period of time. Now, with that being said, we can argue, Okay, playing devil's advocate, you could say, Dave, you know, it's all of a sudden it's happening so quickly. Why is this agenda being pushed? I mean, the timing is quite interesting when you look at this relative to the Project Veritas leak about the CNN producer saying the next big thing is going to be climate change. Why they didn't push climate change like this over the last five, six years, I don't know. Now, in terms of the actual articles, papers, uh, you know, dissertations, uh, peer-edited scientific reviews, that's been out there with respects to climate change and all that. But why is the media pushing it now? That's what it comes down to. It's not for me to say climate change is real or not. I have my own opinions, and I know you folks do like to hear my perspectives. I believe we should mu- certainly take much better care of the planet, not for the reasons they say, though. To be honest with you, that's my opinion. But again, um, and I also think at the same time, this takes time relative to how we perceive time. This is not something within two, three years, just because the media is pushing it like crazy. All of a sudden, we got to fix it. This takes time. And of course, leave it to humans to just leave shit to everything at the last second. And then you have a clusterfuck, part of my English. And again, not saying that this is pertaining to climate change. I'm talking about the extraterrestrial influence and many other things. The next thing is that Bitcoin is worthless and government regulation is coming for cryptocurrencies, says the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase. There's so many perspectives we can take to this, folks. I mean, with respects to, again, is this just the the old guard trying to keep what's theirs and still trying to profit off of what's theirs, right? It's hard to say. A lot of people say, oh, the elites are caving in certain aspects, whether it's, you know, the Bank of London or Wall Street, the Bank of Tokyo, things like this, or whether it's the military-industrial complex. I don't want to say caving because I'm hesitant to say that. This could be one big facade. So we got to be vigilant, right? That's why I'm hesitant to share my personal opinion at the moment because I don't have one, to tell you the truth. The next thing is that, continuing a recent U.S. trend of comic book characters coming out as LGBTQ, Superman is now confirmed to be bisexual according to DC Comics. Uh, DC Comics reveals the woke superhero Superman will start a gay romance with a male best friend. Look, I'm gonna be honest with you folks, this stuff doesn't bother me, and again... Here's the thing, though. I don't believe that history with respects to, you know, um, uh, characters or anything like that, whether it's comic books or whether it's cartoons, entertainment, I don't think it should be rewritten or redone for the sake of just catering to those that are in a certain, I guess you could say, um, political mood, if you will. And I'm not saying political mood referencing the LGBTQ community. As many of you know, I have actually a handful of friends that are that are gay, some of the nicest people you'll ever meet, as I've said many times. I have a handful of friends, actually, that are also uh, bisexual, and a couple of transgender friends. Some of the nicest people you'll ever meet, folks. My whole thing is that if it's being pushed in a way that is attempting to disseminate propaganda in one direction or another, neither direction is good. That's my perspective. With that being said, if they want to make Superman a, a woman, I'm look, personally, it doesn't bother me. It's not going to change how I sl- uh, go to sleep at night or how I sleep at night, so... <laughs> Uh, The next thing is that Facebook's oversight board is to meet with the whistleblower and former employee Francis uh, Hogan or Hogan. Facebook whistleblower also, it should be noted, uh, Francis Hogan tweeted a number of racially charged comments as well as claiming to have bought books by Karl Marx, the co-author of the Communist Manifesto for Young Children. Again, it, it, I can't help but think this is a play. The one time there's a whistleblower and the one time it's legitimate, or sorry, not the one time, the time, the one time that it gets brought up by the mainstream media, it's this type of whistleblower, eh, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. I want to see some more facts come out. I think it's still, in my opinion, a little bit too fresh for me to have a solidified, conclusive perspective on. But again, the next thing is that the a German court has ruled that the suspension of the YouTube channel, alles sauf... South- Dentisch, I'm, I really I butchered that German word. I'm so sorry. Uh, created by artists and actors who criticize the COVID nineteen restrictions of the government is unlawful, right? Freedom of speech. I'm happy to see there's some legal precedent that is still being prominently placed in the, in the world spectrum of big tech oligarchy. I mean, that's just my opinion, but. Um, The next thing is that two children in the U.S. were accidentally given the COVID vaccine instead of flu shots and are now both suffering from heart issues, according to a pediatric cardiologist. And there is um, a a credible site to source this and all that. But again, I understand these may be anecdotal cases, but these are the type of things we have to be vigilant of. Seriously, it sounds ridiculous, but I mean, you see doctors changing vials, whether it's for one certain intention or not. We got to be vigilant because this whole system in theory works, but the human element becomes incorporated. And then it just ruins the whole thing. And when I say system, I don't mean the vaccination system. I'm referring to the overall geopolitical structure of things, not, relative, not just relative to the West. Uh, I guess you could say sort of the human social construct and boundaries that we limit to ourselves, if you will, from a mental aspect. Uh, the next thing is that for the second time this year, the Met police decide to take no further action on claims about Prince Andrew. Officers reviewed the matter after the prince's accuser, Virginia Giuffre, filed her lawsuit in August, claiming she had been sexually assaulted in London in 2001. A source close to Prince Andrew responds to the Met Police decision, and I quote, This is the anonymous source close to Prince Andrew. It comes as no surprise that the Met Police have confirmed that, having reviewed the sex assault claims against the Duke for a third time, they are taking no further action. The Duke of York source adds that despite pressure from the media and claims of new evidence, the Met have concluded that the claims are not sufficient to warrant any further investigation. The Duke has always vigorously maintained his innocence and continues to do so, end quote. My opinion? go fuck yourself to both the met police and the duke as they say the duke prince andrew that jackass of a pedophile i mean i'm sorry i usually don't get this passionate but i mean are you kidding me are you kidding me we all know it's the queen i mean she's covering this up this is i believe the second or third time the met police have said this said no we can't there's nothing to justify it really let's get an independent commission then Ah, let you see how quickly that's going to get shut down if it even comes up Let's get an independent commission to look into why the Met Police are not advancing their investigations and why they found it not necessary to, to further continue on with looking into the rape that, that Andrew um, Andrew allegedly committed to Ms. Apparently The Met Police have said they've spoken to Ms. Jouffre multiple times. Again, those of you in the Patreon know that I actually am close with certain individuals in the heart of this matter. This is why it kind of hits me a little bit in a passionate sense. We all know Andrew did it. Come on. Honestly, in my opinion, this is the last thing I'll say before I go on. You want to see, you, you want evidence or you want to put Andrew away in court. You got to get him in court. That's the hardest part. I know. All you have to do is take the BBC interview, the whole interview, not snippets, not the whole thing's a clusterfuck of a train wreck. Part of my English. You take that whole interview, put it in front of the jury. Tell them to watch it. It's like 40 something minutes something like that. Tell him to watch it and just say, you watch this, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Tell me if you think he's guilty. Done. Nothing else is needed. That's my opinion. But anyways, I mean, because that interview, my God. Anyways, the next thing is that uh, Turkey's Erdogan seeks a meeting with Biden to discuss a U.S. warplane request. Uh, Turkish President Recap Tayyip Erdogan wants to buy dozens of U.S. warplanes, sources tell Bloomberg News okay, they're trying to make a deal. And I know there's a multifaceted chess game to this, and I'm sure there's intelligence angles, and there's, you know, these leaders sort of go through the guidance of that, of what the agencies are doing corresponding to the current operation or operations at hand. So we have to be vigilant, right? Ultimately, though, I mean... Look, let's face it. Biden, he... I'm not even saying this because I tend to lean in my own personal opinions, truthfully, a little more conservative in certain aspects. He can't talk. He can't think. So it... it, whatever if they it's up to i guess the ones running things the really running things if they want to make this deal so the next thing is that a quote looming disaster is occurring and uh, quote an oil ship leak threatens millions of yemenis uh, houthi rebels have been accused of delaying a solution to the stricken oil tanker crisis to gain uh, in order for them to gain politically doesn't surprise me. I mean, at this point, it's unfortunate, but I mean, those who watch the show follow the show even generally, not even if it's not that close, you know that this is these are things we cover as if it's just day-to-day normal things on the main episodes, right? So in order to do that to gain more leverage, sure, life is a game, you got to play it. It's unfortunate that the environment has to be the one to take a hit, and the people, Like millions of Yemenis that just want to get up and go to work and and do their thing, right? So uh, the next thing is that Qatar says that the LNG production has been maxed out. The LNG shortages have triggered blackouts in some countries. eased household budgets. Again, again, it's a joke. You, you, they, don't, you don't, they don't have the free energy tech? Give me a break. I know that it, the whole system would collapse, yada, yada, but I'm not going to spend much time on it because I think you folks know where I stand with respects to the whole energy blackout consumption thing. And the only thing, again, as I say, the only thing that's really going to hit are those that are everyday people that are going to have to suffer because of this. simple. Simple. The next thing is that Israeli archaeologists discover an ancient winemaking complex. Uh, Israel's Antiquities Authority says discovery shows town of uh, Yavna uh, was a winemaking powerhouse during the Byzantine period. I bet you that's just, those are the things they're saying publicly. Imagine the things they found out and they've classified, right? Uh, to say that civilizations were primitive compared to us, I say we're the primitive uh, civilization in a lot of regards, in many regards. Uh, the next thing is that an unprecedented hunger in Lebanon as fuel crisis hikes food costs, families have skipped meals and forego staples as Lebanon's paralyzing fuel crisis causes food prices to skyrocket. Yep. And I again, it's so, like I said, it's a global chess game and the everyday person is the one that's going to suffer. Now, enough people need to say this is enough. What do I mean by that? I get it. If you don't have food, water, power, it's hard to even go out and protest. I understand that. So I'm not trying to sit here and say, oh, it's so easy to do. But I do believe again, I don't know the internal politics of Lebanon. I have some Lebanese friends, but I haven't been in touch with them lately to sort of understand and get my finger on the pulse of things relative to or just short of being on the ground there in Lebanon. Look, if enough people get up and say we're not happy with the system and all that, just like with anything else in life, things will change. Now, again, that may be a little bit too much of an optimistic or hopeful outlook relative to, you know, other world uh, countries being at each other's throats nowadays. But at the same time, as they say with the hermetic principles, as above, so below, if there's not going to be some type of corresponding solution, these people are going to die. I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's so unfortunate. The next thing is that at least four were killed in a car bomb attack in Syria's Afrin. Uh, at least four people killed and several others wounded in a car bomb attack in Afrin, according to reports. Look, I, I'm not trying to say that this is not our problem, respect, uh, respective to that of those in you know Africa, with those in Europe, those in North America... We cannot stop these daily tragedies, but you know what we can stop? We can stop, for example, I know this is a bit of a repetitive example people have used over the years, but you know, the children starving in Africa, and I, I genuinely mean this. I mean, they report these bombings, but again, they're not going to report, the mainstream media is not going to report on the all these children dying. Why? Because we could actually do something, and it doesn't take much, but there's no vying interest there, right? It's again. I don't mean to sound like a broken record. The next thing is that Ethiopian uh, army has launched a major attack on Tigray. The government and allied forces launch a coordinated offensive on all fronts. Tigray's People's Liberation Front has said it. It was coming to this in that in that region of the world. If you ask, if you want my opinion, not to say that I'm, I'm trying to dismiss that as violence is good, not at all. But this is unfortunately the reality of things in this regard. Um, yeah, I. I I can't help but think that, you know, you look at these things and it's a chess game. Again, uh, the next thing is that Burkina Faso has opened a trial on the 1987 Sankara assassination. The ex-president among, is among 14 who faced charges in killing of former leader Thomas Sankara um, 34 years ago. Again, if people are being held accountable at this point, there's no corruption in it, so be it. It's justified, at least uh, with respect to that of being, you know, a a, a democratic nation or at least an attempt to be of some kind, right? Or at least a nation that would hold people accountable for their actions. The next thing is that over 50 are dead and more are missing after a boat sinks on the Congo River. The Democratic Republic of Congo provincial authorities say that 51 bodies were covered and nearly 70 believed to be missing after the makeshift vessel uh, sank. It, again, I'm not going to point the finger at anybody here. These are mistakes that happened, presuming there was no intelligence operation behind this. There was nothing that would have caused this deliberately in order for a chain reaction of events to be set off. These are unfortunate instances. You know, I could get up from this uh, studio right now and from my studio, go outside for a walk and get hit by a car. You know, I know a lot of you right now probably think, Dave, why would you say that? But the point I'm trying to make is that life happens. I mean, it's as simple as that sometimes, right? Uh the next thing is that there's a new Ebola case confirmed in the eastern DR Congo. A three-year-old boy is tested positive near uh, Beni just five months after the latest epidemic in the country was declared over. Okay, I mean, yeah, so then contain it and fix it. I'm not trying to sound soulless towards the, the young boy that got it. I really do feel for this three-year-old boy. But I, it, with respect to the, you know, the media saying, oh, look, Ebola, contain it. Don't, don't make a fuss. Because you just want to get people riled up and divide people more. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a joke. Um, the next thing is that the UN chief has slammed broken Taliban promises made to women and girls. Uh, Antonio uh, Guterres also urges the world to inject cash into Afghanistan in order to prevent its economic collapse. Again, my perspective on this, folks. You know where I stand on this personally. If it, Not to say that just because we shouldn't be getting involved with respects to my personal opinion doesn't mean we shouldn't have an opinion. But I think it should stop at that, an opinion. Because look, look at what happened when the West got involved in certain countries from Europe got involved in Afghanistan for 20 years. The contractors got rich. That's it. Where were the, where were the roads? Where were the schools for the kids? Where, where? Nothing. Nothing. So, the next thing is that the US and the UK citizens in Afghanistan have been warned of threats to Kabul hotels. Countries tell their citizens to avoid hotels in Kabul, citing security threats in the area. Again, The Taliban has taken over. I don't mean to say like, oh, if you're stuck there too bad. I'm really not trying to say that. But the reality is, if you are there at the moment, I would suggest, you know, with respects to being sharp on your feet, vigilant, hone up on some survival skills or basic skills that are on the Internet of how intelligence agents tend to operate. It sounds funny, but I mean, when you're in those situations, you got to do, unfortunately, you have to do what you have to do to survive. Right. Uh, The next thing is that the Afghan drug underworld is in the Taliban's crosshairs, allegedly. Um, This is the final point on Afghanistan, but Afghanistan's new rulers have set their sights on stamping out widespread drug addiction in their country, even if by force. I don't think that's the right way to go about it. But again, like I said, not our country, at least not. I, I think some of you that listen, I don't know if some of you are still living in Afghanistan. I know some of you are from there, so I would value your perspective much more than my own right because you you know you've actually been there and i'm sure you have family there you name it right for those that are listening right now or watching you know who you are um so yeah that's that's my take on that with respects to the the sort of policies the the taliban is implementing whether on the books or covertly uh the next thing is that india and china army talks to defuse the border tensions have failed both nations will keep troops in forward areas for a second freezing winter as the 17-month standoff continues my summary on this, folks, it's a show. It's a show. It's as simple as that. Um, I'm not trying to say, listen, when I say show, I do understand soldiers and human beings die. But again, they're unfortunately the pawns on the chessboard. Right. This is a show that is for the ones at the top. And it's just tit for tat, tit for tat, chess game, moves, counter moves, moves, counter moves. Uh, the next thing is that a TV journalist was killed in a targeted at- attack in southern Pakistan. A uh, Balak separatist group claims responsibility for attack on the journalist's vehicle using a magnetic explosive device. Again, this is—it's a dangerous time, not just for journalists, but for people. I gotta tell you, living in Toronto, I've been visiting friends and family, and uh, I've been seeing a lot of people have more cameras on their houses and things like that. In Canada, as many of you know, we don't have the Second Amendment like you, some of you folks in the states there, like our neighbors do. And um, I have to say. Uh, I, I understand why people are doing it. There's people that I've seen family friends that have put cameras around their houses and even inside that I never thought would do it and I ask them why. And they say, Dave, you see what's going on? People are going crazy. doesn't matter if you live in a in a half-decent neighborhood or not. So, I, I, to be honest with you folks, I, I do understand that perspective in, in, in a lot of regards, uh, w- which is why, again, I may sound a little paranoid, but actually, maybe not so much to you guys, but to some people in my own family and my own friends group I do, I, I'm a strong believer in the Second Amendment. Um, with regards to limitations on what guns one could buy or anything like that, I don't know yet where I stand on that to tell you folks the truth, but I'm a big believer in the Second Amendment personally, and... Yeah, not to say that I should uh, that you folks should agree with me if you don't with in that regard, but that's just me. Um the next thing is that Chile's billionaire president is under scrutiny over the Pandora Papers leak. Uh the papers gave details about a 2010 stake sale by Sebastian Pinera's family in a mining project that activists objected to. Yeah, again, it's all come it, there's a lot of things coming out. Um we wonder if it's still an intelligence op uh, this whole quote unquote leak was an intelligence op or not. Let's see how his country responds and the people of Chile want to deal with this. It's as simple as that, presuming there's no corruption or cover up there, right? The next thing is that Colombia has deployed troops at the Venezuela border, which is raising questions. The move risks escalating tensions, analysts say, as two countries gradually reopen the shared border after a years-long closure. Again, like I said, countries are at each other's throats. Tit-for-tat chess moves. I don't don't know what else there is to comment in this regard unless there's something out of context I'm missing. Uh, The next thing is that Poland may in fact leave the European Union. There is uh, whispers and talks about this. Uh, Thousands have rallied in Warsaw after the controversial ruling by Poland's top court that parts of the EU law are unconstitutional. Look, if the people want to leave, let them leave. I don't mean to get into this whole ramble about the European Union. We could probably do a whole episode just on that, let alone the United Nations and NATO and all that. But it's... These are interesting times to see when certain nations are not so much, you know, when things go bad, you see how quickly people destabilize, right? And and that sort of tribalistic element sort of manifests yet again. Uh, the next thing is that Kremlin critic Alexei Navalny says he is now designated as a terrorist. The designation marks further escalation of pressure against Vladimir Putin's most prominent domestic critic. Yeah, you, I mean, come on, you're telling me you didn't see this coming? We all did. We all did. The next thing is that as the European Union hopes to fade, Russia and China fill voids across Western Balkans. The EU's waning soft power in the region allows other countries to step in with loans and influence, analysts say, according to Al Jazeera. That's what Putin's been doing with respects to Belarus and all that. Again, we've been covering this on the show, on the Kraken episodes. You see that insertion by Mr. Putin himself, right? With Erdogan, you name it. We've been we've been saying this. um. The next thing, it's funny, though, how a lot of the masses need to rely on quote-unquote analysts to tell them this. And I'm not trying to say that Camden and myself are, you know, people that see things coming. No, we just have to be vigilant of all the potential options, no matter how quote-unquote crazy they seem initially, right? The next thing is that North Korea's Kim uh, Jong-un calls for improving lives amid grim economy. The appeal comes with Kim facing arguably his biggest test since coming to power nearly 10 years ago. Okay, I... Look, his country, again, I'm not trying to say that uh, his country let him do what he wants, but it's very clear the reality of things right now. Um, Apparently, you know, a North Korean spy defector has said uh, a a highly ranked one. Again, depending on how much you want to believe this gentleman he has he's now working for South Korean intelligence if I'm not mistaken um he agreed with I think the BBC or Al Jazeera please don't quote me on that to do an interview but he said North Korea is stronger than you think with regards to their militaristic resources in the cyber world with regards to their uh, capabilities militarily with ballistic missiles things like that it's just they don't take care of their people so again it's uh, I'm sure the CIA knows this the Mossad knows this but you know I think when everyone has nukes, everyone's kind of got the knife at each other's throat, but no one's going to slit the throat, metaphorically, right? Uh, the next thing is that Sydney exits lockdown as Australia gears up to live with COVID. The curbs ease for fully vaccinated in Australia's biggest city as doctors group uh, urges continuated, uh, continued caution. Yeah, no, I... It, uh, don't even get me started in australia for on australia with all due respect for those that live there i know it depends where in the country how bad things are but when i saw that video of police showing up to an australian person's home because of social media posts they put out the day before it, they showed up in the middle of the night i don't understand i australia has always been a little too big brotherly for my liking and i know many agree with and this is even before covid my opinion and i have nothing to back this up which is why i don't want to just start spreading bs if you want to call it but my perspective is that the Aust- well not necessarily BS but Australia is the US's testing ground for authoritarianism and certain big brother type apparatuses that could not be disclosed at least publicly in the US due to the amount of you know the constitution and things like that that's sort of where the shadow government and the front level, surface level of the government conflate or conflict if if you will uh, the next thing is that a US Navy a nuclear engineer and his wife have been charged with trying to sell nuclear secrets to what they thought was a foreign state um, agent but it turned out to be an FBI agent Jonathan Toby and his wife Diana were arrested in west virginia on saturday the justice justice department said they allegedly tried to sell nuclear submarine design data hidden in a peanut butter sandwich to someone they thought represented another country in fact it was an undercover fbi agent these things happen all the time folks not trying to say it's good or bad tit for tat moves and counter moves who knows were they recruited by a foreign adversary it's hard to say did what were their motivations for selling secrets was it money was it more than that right We got to look at all those things. With that being said, folks, thank you so much. We have a members episode coming out very shortly for the members. We have uh, lots of things coming on the public end as well. And we'll catch all of you very, very soon. Cheers.